The Heavy Duty Parts Report is brought to you by Find It Parts, your ultimate destination for heavy duty truck and trailer parts. Discover a vast range of parts at finditparts.com. Ready to purchase the parts discussed in today's episode? Head over to finditparts.com and get them right away. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about heavy duty parts that keeps trucks and trailers on the road longer while lowering costs per mile. Heavy Duty Aftermarket Week in Grapevine, Texas is the time and place where manufacturers and distributors come together to talk about how they can better support the independent service and parts channel as well as the trucking industry. I was at HDAW this year and I had the opportunity to sit down with some of the industry's best in manufacturing and supplying that support to the trucking industry. During the course of my conversations at HDAW, one subject that came up over and over again was the advancement in technology and the changes in regulations that the trucking industry is anticipating in the near future, specifically the announcement of the EPA's regulation changes that will affect commercial trucks in 2027 and beyond. As with previous regulations that are directed at reducing emissions, the trucking industry is anticipating that this is going to have an impact on the design of diesel engines and Historically, these changes have led to more complexity on the trucks, which has driven up the total cost of operation for vehicle owners. It has also created very specific challenges for the independent service channel and the people who supply aftermarket replacement parts. Steve Hoke is the president of Diesel Emission Service. They manufacture the Redline Emissions product line of aftertreatment replacement products. And I had a chance to sit down with Steve and talk about the historical challenges that the trucking industry has had with these regulation changes and the impact it's had on diesel engines as manufacturers have been mandated to reduce emissions. Yeah, so when you have a a class of vehicle that you've run for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and never had specific segments of your engine other than adjust the valves or change your air cleaner or service points change how you operate your fleet um, not only in downtime but in costs um, truckers get upset fleets get upset it's it keeps driving more um, cost to every mile that they drive i think the biggest thing that we see is a lot of the maintenance uh, we always talk about this the maintenance with the oems tell people are like the most perfect conditions and we all know that real world isn't a perfect condition you know from the diesel particulate filter side uh, a dpf is basically it catches soot catches particulate matter but it's it's done by volumetric efficiency so you have a round can and as you fill it with ash so all the burnt or oxidized uh, soot that's now ash it takes away the volumetric efficiency creates more back pressure which then start wearing on all those other components. The VGT turbos don't like it. The valve trains don't like it. The valve guys don't like it. So everybody blames the DPF, but because fleets were led to believe that they could go 250, 300,000 plus miles before servicing them, truthfully, that was that was not good on the OEM's part. They should have, the diesel particulate filter is just like an oil filter, costs a lot more, but it is a serviceable item that, that the fleets themselves should figure out what is their best um, number 50,000, 75,000, or 100,000 mile uh, service interval and, and, and then stick with that. 
John Ferry is the Executive Vice President of Turbo Solutions. John and I were talking about the same subject, and he commented that, you know, these these regulations and the changes to the trucking industry that we've been experiencing over the last few years do cause fear for some in the industry. From the perspective of the fear, uh, I find that there's a lot of fear from guys that have been in the business for a long time. And let's face it, you know, diesel engines have been a part of uh, heavy duty trucking for a long time. And, you know, electrification uh, is happening, but um, really uh, at the end of the day, they're gonna be using diesel for many, many years. And if anybody has a fear that in a couple years, uh, if they're in the diesel business or in the turbo business, that that, those opportunities are going to disappear, that's not the case. We're talking about a much longer range for that to actually be a reality. But the changes in regulations related to emissions in 2027 could actually be a good thing for for the first-time vehicle owners, the ones who buy the trucks first and operate them under warranty. Steve Hoke, president of Diesel Emission Service, explains why that might be the case this time around. Yeah, absolutely. So the EPA is and is always trying to make ICE vehicles now. They don't call them diesel. They call them ICE for internal combustion engine. But they're always working every five to seven years to have new technology come out to clean out the tailpipe for, for all kinds of reasons. Um, what's happening in 2027 is they're, they're basically making the manufacturers clean up a little bit more on the NOx side. So it'll basically be a dual SER system. But the big advantage for the truck owner is the EPA is mandating that the OEM manufacturers extend the warranties on their after treatment or their emission systems to where five years down the road, they're still compliant or they can be replaced under warranty, which for the, for the trucker, that's a fantastic thing or for the fleet themselves. I wanted to get a better understanding of exactly what changes are anticipated with after-treatment systems when these regulations take effect. Steve Hoke explained what those configurations may be based on the conversations he's had with engine manufacturers. In my humble opinion, the engines that are coming that'll, that'll have to be compliant for 2027, you already have a, a very clean engine. You already have a diesel particulate filter that they do 99% unless they're broken. So 99% of your PM, which is unheard of. These are the cleanest diesel engines that have been out ever um, today. Um, and then we have the SCR system with injecting urea, which is very temperamental to weather, to, to uh, humidity, to water, um, and the SCR system. So 2027, the PM can't get any cleaner. It's as clean as it can get. So all they can do is keep trying to regulate or add on to the SCR system. And most manufacturers, from what I'm told now, are going to run a dual SCR. So dosing system, SCR, dosing system, SCR, uh, which is just, it's more cost, it's more urea to put in the tank, it's more stuff that you have to check that you're putting into your system. Steve also confirmed that post-2027, for those who operate those vehicles manufactured after 2027, who are no longer in their warranty period, there is anticipated additional maintenance costs, and there's going to be an increased need for training for those that work on the maintenance and repair side of the business, because there's going to be an increased risk of misdiagnosing the problem, which then could drive up replacement parts costs, because you might be replacing parts that don't need to be replaced, and also dramatically increase downturn. Listen to what Steve had to say about that. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, that not just for the fleet, but the fleet's technicians, they almost have to become, have dealer level diagnostics, not only know how to repair, but know how to troubleshoot because that truck misdiagnosing it not only can have it down for days, it can also cost them quite a bit more money where it could have been a, a fouled sensor for $400. Now they're down for three days and think they need to change a $4,000 SCR. So yeah, diagnostic is still a big part. In another conversation I had with Robert Isherwood, CEO of Ambac International, he mentioned that there is a real challenge on the independent side of the business. You know, when you're diagnosing problems, you're supplying parts, you want to make sure that you supply the the correct part. And to do that requires information and a misdiagnosis or installing rather the wrong replacement part could actually lead to catastrophic uh, results for the vehicle owner and the person doing the repair. Listen to what Robert had to say. Yep, the, the same identical fuel injector will fit in multiple vehicles yeah. and it will destroy one of them. Over the last few years, as we've discussed these kinds of changes to technology on commercial trucks, and we've discussed regulations mandated by the government, we've had the opportunity to talk to many people in the trucking industry, everybody from drivers to fleet owners, to technicians, to parts people, to manufacturers and distributors. And I have heard repeatedly a lot of frustration about some of these changes and especially related to the regulations on emissions control. John Ferry, Executive Vice President of Turbo Solutions, shared an interesting fact, though, about the impact these emission regulations has had on the trucks that are being produced today versus those of the 80s. Well, I mean, obviously, they're always looking to further reduce emissions, which has been a good thing. I mean, I saw a stat the other day that it would take uh, 60 trucks from 2022 to produce uh, as much emissions and pollution as one truck in 1988. The reality is that technology and trucking is going to keep advancing. Regulations around emissions are here to stay. And the whole world is moving away from vehicles classified as ICE vehicles, which is internal combustion engine. And we're moving to zero emission vehicles that either have battery electric uh, vehicles, so BEV vehicles, or other types of zero emission technology. That is just a fact. It's going to continue to go in that direction. And it's going to require all of us to change our perspective if we want to compete in the new trucking industry as it unfolds over the next few years. John Ferry from Turbo Solutions talked about the need for a change in perspective and how there actually is opportunity. Uh, I really think that as the emissions changes come into effect, it's really opportunities for the aftermarket. The aftermarket has to look at things from an opportunity uh, perspective. Uh, and it's going to create those opportunities if we know exactly what it is that the fleets and the shops are looking for. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Don't have a heavy-duty part number and need to look up a part? Go to parts.diesellaptops.com or download the app on Apple or Android to create your free account. Looking for high-quality fuel injection for heavy-duty applications? Having one supplier for fuel injection allows you to better serve customers by providing them with a complete line which increases your sales and profitability. Learn more at ambacinternational.com aftermarket. Parts availability and quality have a big influence on fleets and owner-operators' total cost of operation. If they can't find a part, it means more downtime. 
If they install a low quality part and it fails, it means even more costs like tow bills, hotels, meals for the driver, and lost revenue. That's why we recommend Sampa. They manufacture a wide range of advanced parts for commercial vehicles. Their website has an intelligent product search engine and broad coverage of suspension, steering, and fifth wheel components. Expect more. Expect Sampa. Visit sampa.com today. We're back from our commercial break. Thank you for listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. If you'd like to give support to our sponsors, make sure you go to the show notes page and click the links in the show notes. Okay, let's get back into our discussion. I really enjoyed my time at HDAW in Grapevine, Texas this year. It gave me the opportunity to sit down with some of the best in the business of manufacturing and distributing heavy-duty parts, and we had the opportunity to talk about not only the advances in technology in the trucking industry, but also the regulations that are coming in, things like the EPA regulations that will take effect in 2027. All of this has a big impact on the trucking industry. And it it was a great opportunity to really get face-to-face with, like I said, some of the best in the industry. Now, while most of the focus of the discussion when we talk about advancements in technology and regulations is focused on, you know, the vehicle owners, the fleets, the owner-operators, and the people who have to repair and maintain that equipment, they're not the only ones who are impacted by all of these changes. In fact, Everyone who supports the trucking industry, whether it be manufacturers or distributors, are also impacted. Robert Isherwood, CEO of Ambac International, talked a little bit about this, and he made some comments about how they, as a manufacturer of fuel systems and other engine parts, have been impacted by these changes. Well, in fuel injection in particular, so as we get more and more stringent, EPA regulations, what happens is the technology curve advances within. So what used to be complicated is now 10 times more complicated and then a hundred times more complicated. And so just to be able to remain, a lot of our businesses remanufacturing fuel injection product, just to be able to do that, what you need to know is so much more. And so it really boils down to the quality and the training, the people who are handling work. You know, once upon a time, you could take it to your local fuel shop and they could probably remanufacture it. And it was a couple of guys, and they were great guys, and they're working basically in the back of the shop, rebuilding pumps. That's not really viable. And as the technology curve gets steeper, you need to take it to a specialist. Robert explained that as technology and regulations change in the trucking industry, and that impacts the way commercial equipment is manufactured, it not only has been driving up the cost of manufacturing components for the trucking industry, But it also impacts the people who work for them as a manufacturer and at large those that work in the heavy-duty parts and service channel. Listen to what Robert had to say. It's getting more and more expensive. You know, just the equipment to, to repair is very, very expensive and becoming more expensive. But most importantly, it's the people. And I've, you know me, I, I've always been, it always comes down to the people to me. And so to be able to attract the right people train them properly and retain them for a long period of time, that really becomes the differentiator. Ben Smart is the vice president aftermarket North America of ZF. And Ben explained how at their company, they've also observed that there's a real need for training, especially on the independent side of the business, the aftermarket side of the business. They've taken some real proactive steps uh, to try to make that training available. Then moving forward, what we're, what we're really 
seeing an, an uptake on and there were some concerns that it might be a peak and, and then a trough is that adoption of technical training. So we have something called ZF Academy, which is digital training modules, which you can get certified on. There's about 130 free of charge at the moment, and it's increasing at quite a rate. We, we, we first thought that the adoption was really based on, on the fact that people were stuck uh, uh, away from face-to-face -face, uh, trainings. But that adoption has been carried on now, and we see a real need and desire for that. But it goes hand in hand with our, our ZF Pro service as well. And what that is, is, is the 24 hours, seven days a week support we have and the face-to-face -face training that goes hand in hand with that. Because we see that we, we can't just be a um, traditional hard parts supplier. We need to be a service supplier. And these two things hand in hand give a good holistic idea uh, and option um, to, to the installer and to the fleet. Robert Isherwood, CEO of Ambac International, was also discussing with me how all of these changes to commercial equipment has resulted in a, a real need for an increase in technology, not just in parts and in uh, service, but also in just the data needed to identify parts, to get the right part in the hands of repair technicians so that they can get these vehicles fixed and get them back on the road. That's put a lot of strain on the whole industry. I talk to manufacturers across the board in the industry every week, and they all are struggling, as well as are there distributors and repair centers who are buying parts from them. So Robert was talking about as a company, they've taken some specific steps to try and provide better information to their aftermarket distributors and the repair centers that buy their parts. Sure, yeah. So I think one of the biggest, it's not really a change, but one of the biggest improvements I see from a technological perspective is access to technical data and cross-reference information and being able to find the right part. Because right. let's face it, I mean, in our catalog, we have 3,000 parts. It is hard to find the right part. And for a parts counter guy, all he knows is it's got a dead truck in front of him. So that's a lot of what we've been working on is really getting access to the information and being able to provide the, the training and the support around the product line. So not, not even product technology itself, but the, the technology around the product. I know you, you work with uh, Tyler Robinson who deals laptops a lot, and Tyler's onto something. He's absolutely right. It's too hard to find the parts. And so, and then beyond that, it's too hard to know which part you want and be able to get it in the right vehicle. Ben Smart, Vice President, Aftermarket North America of ZF, also talked about the challenges associated with the merger of data and new technology with traditional hard parts on commercial equipment, both trucks and trailers. And one of the things that he also commented on is as the industry moves towards electrification and that technology starts to really become more mainstream in the trucking industry, there are new challenges associated with the repair and maintenance of that equipment, including safety concerns with working on high voltage commercial equipment. Listen to what Ben had to say. We, we've recognized that the change in the last three or four years and ongoing is massive in this sector in terms of development, in terms of digital development on hard parts, the connection of that data set to a more traditional hard part and that merging makes the whole thing more technologically difficult to maintain. And we need to give that access uh, to, to all uh, to keep their knowledge levels and education to the level to, to essentially provide a good income, existing income and growth in their business. But also from a safety perspective, the more and more electrification we get in the vehicles um, means that there's more areas of safety um, certification we need, such as high voltage safety. 
High voltage safety and training is something that we provide. We start off from a digital aspect, online content, and then move to the the face-to-face content because with things like this, you do also need to have knowledge about where um, the the, the danger areas are and, and, and that's not something you can just do online. So we do that, as I said, in a more holistic place. But that's something that we're... We're, we're seeing great uptake and great interest in, 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 the, in the field at the moment. One thing that we can count on is that things are going to keep changing. The world is going to keep advancing. Technology is going to continue to r- really radically change the trucking industry as we move forward. I feel like that is uh, something that we can be certain of, and that is, is that there's going to be continuous change. So, The main takeaways that I took from these conversations that I had at HDAW can really be broken down into three main takeaways that I wanted to leave you with at the conclusion of our episode today. So the first takeaway is just that technology on commercial equipment, it's going to continue to advance. So there's no point fighting against that. We just need to accept that and embrace it. Uh, The second takeaway that I really took from these conversations is that training and data and information is very, very important to the independent service channel. It's desperately needed, and it needs to come from not only the manufacturers, but also other technology companies that are working to try to solve some of the data issues. And so in order for us to provide the aftermarket with what they need, we need a cooperative effort amongst all of the stakeholders in the industry to come together and provide as much training and the highest quality information possible to empower the independent service channel to be able to handle new equipment with new technology. And we want to do all of that without dramatically increasing the total cost of operation for fleets because, you know, as the trucking industry's costs go up, that means transportation costs go up. That means there's additional inflationary pressure on the economy. That impacts everyday uh, men and women and children living here in the North American region and really around the entire globe. So it's important that we make sure we do our part to try to keep those costs under control and not have them spiral upwards because of a lack of information where mis- costly mistakes are happening. There's also the safety component under that, and that's kind of part of that whole takeaway as well, is that better training, better information leads to the safe maintenance and repair of equipment and the safe operation of that equipment on public roads. And the third takeaway is that there are really some wonderful companies, some great companies and some great people who have dedicated themselves to providing the trucking industry with what they need to be successful and to supporting aftermarket parts, manufacturing and distribution and independent repair and service channels. And so I feel very, very blessed to be part of that. And I really enjoyed the time that I spent with just just a few of those great people in the industry. While we were at HDAW, we got to see thousands and thousands of the industry's best come together. And it was just an awesome, awesome time. If you'd like to access any of the resources mentioned in today's episode or to connect with our guests and their companies, go to our show notes page and you'll be able to get quick links there that'll take you right through to their website. So if you're listening to this on, on a podcast app, there'll be a link to our show notes on our website, or you can go directly to heavydutypartsreport.com. Links to our website are also found in our YouTube uh, show notes for the video portion of our episode. And next week, we're going to be dropping another interview from HDAW. This time, 
We are going to talk about the anticipated economic downturn in 2023, the ways that it typically impacts the trucking industry when downturns occur, and what we need to do to make sure that we capture every single sale possible during tough economic times. It was a great conversation. I think you're going to really, really benefit from it. So make sure you tune in next week when we drop that episode. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. Head over to heavydutypartsreport.com and follow the show. Sign up to our weekly email so you never miss an episode. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And as always, don't forget to be heavy duty. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.